Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Tonight, we are continuing in our series on signs on, on Brother Believe and Embrace with part five, Signs and Wonders tonight. Uh, part five, Signs and Wonders. And we're going to be going to Mark chapter 16. We're going to see if we can get a little bit further in Mark chapter 16 tonight. And uh, Mark chapter 16 is uh, one of the power chapters and power uh, passages in the Bible that encourages us to believe what Jesus said to his disciples. He said, you know, the works that I do shall you do also and greater works than these shall you do because I go to my father. He said, and if you will ask in my name, he said, I will move on your behalf. I have seen that time after time after time after time. God is good. There's nothing you can do to bargain with him. You cannot offer him something that, that, that he will take in trade for being good to you. He's good to you because he is good. You know, he saves you because his son paid for it. He will heal you because of the stripes on the back of his son. He will bring you peace because his son was chastised for your peace. He will help you because he is good. He won't help you because you promise him something, okay? You can promise him all you want to, and you should, okay? And you should keep your promises, by the way. Those things are not unimportant at all because, you know, us, us walking in the blessings many times is the result of us just following the simple uh, guidelines that the Lord has given us through the word, being honest and, you know, uh, you know working, uh, you know, uh, giving an honest day's work for an honest day's work. Age, you know, just, just being kind and being sensitive and caring and giving. These things produce blessings in our life and open us up for more blessings. You know, being a joy field and having peace in your life. These things are important. In fact, this week I made a decision. I got convicted preaching Sunday morning. I, I, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to preach in front of other people. But, you know, anytime I point my finger at you, I got three pointing back at me. And one point up to God to help. Help us all, God. Okay? So when I'm preaching, I often get convicted. I don't know if you ever had that experience or not. Have you ever been telling a friend or a family member or someone else something they should do and you think to yourself, man, I should do that too? You feel that way? Well, I better not be telling somebody else to do something that I'm not doing. You know, and about the second time that you tell somebody what they ought to do, you get away from there and you find out that same temptation is coming to you just from a different area, but it's the same temptation. And oh my goodness, you just, you know, you can feel convicted. Well, I often get convicted because the church that I have have attended over this past 38, 39 years has been a church that I've pastored. And so the only church experience or the general church experience that I have and the general preaching that I get to listen to, uh, you know, uh, uh, it happens to be preaching that I really trust because I know where it came from because I know it didn't come from me. And so I really trust what God is going to say through our pulpit. You know, uh, Ken, uh, Pastor Ken said something a moment ago standing up here that was a definite word of the Lord. If you're having any relationship Relationship difficulties or struggle with race. It was a kairos. It was a rhema. It was just for that moment, and it was the, the, the word of the Lord. Not a general word, a specific word about relationships and about giving it to God. Just come on now. He, he said this, people are put in your life for a purpose. They are there for a purpose, okay? Well, just hear the word of the Lord because many times, you know, I, I heard that, and it hit me like gold instead of like tin. Sometimes when people say something, 
thing, you know, it kind of hits you like tin. And sometimes it hits you like gold, like the voice of God. And something on the inside of you resonates and you say, yes, that goes deeper. More than just in here, it hit me in here and I can, oh, I can feel it. It's alive. It's moving on the inside of me. Well, that's what happened Sunday whenever I got to talking Sunday about, you know, who in the world would want to promote someone that was complaining and fussy, you know? I mean, do you look around in your job or your business? I said, I don't look around in my business, you know, in my, my auction business. I don't look around for people that are complaining and fussing and, you know, murmuring. And, you know, uh, you know the, 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 I don't look around and say, okay, who is the fussiest, most complaining person I got? And then I want to make them supervisor. I want to promote them. I don't do that. I look around somebody that's happy in their job, that likes what they're doing, that believes in what we're doing, that has energy, that shows up, you know, uh, that's the people I want to promote. Well, I, I, I realized when I was talking that that's the kind of person I really want to be because I want God to promote me and I want God to promote, you know, my, my business. I want God to promote, you know, my, my you know, uh, me and, and, you know, as in, in, in every way. I want him to promote me as a father, you know, as a husband. I want him to promote me. I want him, you know, I'm, I, I want my wife to look at me and say, whoa, man, I like that man. You know, that's, whoo, that's the kind of, I'm, whoo, I'm glad I married that man. You know, instead of going, man, I wish I had a different one. You know, you know, I want my, 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 my children to, 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 to know me, my grandchildren to know me as a man that's, that, that's joy-filled and happy and upbeat and encouraging and, and positive and loving and caring. Well, if I want them to know me that way, the only way they know me that way is I need to be that way. And so I made this commitment that, that uh, I only made it for a week, okay? <laughs> I got, I got to take a step at a time, okay? I don't know about you, but if I do about 80% of what I want to do, I have a good day, okay? And, uh, and, and God's so gracious. And so I just offered my week to the Lord, and I said, Lord, this week I am going to be happy this week. I'm going to be filled with joy. The joy, Lord, is going to be my strength. And I'm going, I'm going to present myself promotable, Lord. I'm going to be the man that other people want to be my friend. I'm going to be the man that other people want to be in business with me. I'm going to be the type of man that, that, that my wife wants wants to have around the house. I want to be the kind of man that my children want to, want to come and visit and want to, you know, me to come. I'm, I'm going to be the kind of man that my grandchildren want to be around me all the time. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be that kind of man that, that my employees want to want, 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 just, just love seeing me come in their office. You know, because I'm full of joy and I'm, I'm happy and I'm content and I'm not, you know, just, just fussy and, and, you know, always finding something that's, that's, that's negative or wrong. And so uh, I've really worked on it this week and I've done pretty good. Yeah, I've done fairly well. I hadn't done 100%, but I've done fairly well. But every time I've, 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 I've slipped and driving down the road and thought about something I ought to complain about, I have just pushed it to the side and the Lord has reminded me I love commitments because the Lord will remind you about your commitments. So let me just encourage you, okay, uh, just, just consider something that you hear during a sermon and just embrace it and hold on to it. I do on my Sunday morning services, you know, and, and, and I promise you it'll make a difference in your life if you'll just decide that you're just going to just... You know, y'all want to see a miracle? Go a week without complaining. Some of you need to commit to a day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> couple, couple, okay. Right. Try it. Let's just, let's just decide that tomorrow we're just going to say good, good. We're going to find something good to say about everything. Not that you'll be happy about the things that happen, but you're going to find something good and just not let it rob your joy. Okay. Yeah. Amen. 
and be, and, and be praying for us. Uh, 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 me and Joe and maybe some others are going to meet with the city of Port Arthur tomorrow. Joe, about 11 o'clock. Be praying for us about 11 o'clock. We need some favor. Our, our, our food pantry there, the city wants to get rid of that building perhaps. They're not sure exactly. We're not exactly sure what they're wanting to do, but we've been there a good while and we got a great investment there and just put some new stuff in there. And we're not really wanting to move. Uh, and so we're not sure exactly what they're going to do with it, but we're going to, are we talking to the mayor tomorrow and some other people? Okay. All right. So just be in prayer for us. And, uh, and, 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 you know, whatever happens, Joe, we're going we gonna to know God's going to turn it into wonderfulness. Yeah. And I, I'll bring y'all back a happy report, a good report. How's that? All right. You got your Bibles and you found uh, uh, the 16th chapter of Mark. You know, the Bible teaches the importance of acting in faith. The Bible teaches us the importance of, of, of doing something about what we believe. Now, James, if you, if you went to the book of James, let me tell you who James is. We're not going there. But James was the half-brother of Jesus. He was not one of the disciples. He was not one of the 12 apostles or disciples. He was literally the, 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 the son of Mary and Joseph, the half-brother of Jesus. Why half-brother of Jesus is because God was Jesus' father, okay, and Mary was his mother, and Mary and Joseph were James's parents, okay? So uh, uh, they had the same mother but not the same father. Okay. And so James, when, I mean, when, when Jesus, when, you know, James didn't believe that Jesus was Messiah whenever Jesus, no, no indication that he had any uh, inkling of following Jesus, but you know, Jesus, you know, crucified, you know, uh, uh, buried, resurrected, you know, and, uh, uh, his family was involved. The indications are, is that James got born again and, uh, you know, and, and, and realized that his half brother was Messiah and he got in the game so much in the game that James became the pastor of the first church in Jerusalem. Very well respected by all of the disciples and the apostles, you know? And so here James writes to us about faith and works, how they need to go together. You know, faith does not save your soul and get you into heaven. Excuse me. Yeah, faith does not save your soul and get you into heaven because you do works. Faith saves your soul and gets you into heaven because of the grace of God. You get into heaven not by works but by grace. But you still have to have faith. But in this life, it is important that we put some works and some acts to what we believe. Because just believing it alone, like James says, faith without works is dead. And James talked to us about a man named Noah who believed God when God said it was going to rain. But that would not have saved him in this life. He could have gone to heaven believing God, but he could not have accomplished what God wanted him to accomplish in this life without doing something. And so James tells us that Noah believed God, but he also built a boat. (laughs) And it was his works. Because he believed, he did some work that God wanted him to do, and it ended up not only saving him, but his household in this life. Okay? Now, the works did not save him to go to heaven. The works saved him in this life. What we do determines what we get in this life 
and rewards in the life to come. You get to go to heaven by grace because you believe and you receive Jesus. It's grace. But you get eternally rewarded and rewarded in this life because you are doing things. Okay? If you don't work, you don't eat. If you don't plant, you don't harvest. Okay? Now, that's not a mean God. God's not mean because he doesn't send you a check in the mail every week for doing nothing. God's not mean because you don't have something. You know, it's just the law. And when you get to heaven, if you do not have jewels in your crown, it's not because you serve a mean God. It's because you didn't do anything for him. And forever, okay? If you happen to go on a roof with Royce and you don't hammer, you're not going to get a paycheck at the end of the week. It's not mean Royce. Royce isn't mean, okay? But you don't work, you don't get paid. Is that fair? Okay. Now, God opens up heaven for his children. But he rewards us eternally with rewards because we work for him. That's a reality also in this life. So we always need to be conscious that our faith demands action. We, you know, what we do often reveals what we believe. If Noah really believed it was going to rain... Then he built a boat. No one else believed it was going to rain. And so that determined what they did. Now, if you believed something was going to happen and you you didn't want it to happen and you could stop it by doing something, it would be foolish not to do it. And that's what James was trying to get across in his message on faith and works. Well we come across some of these same aspects uh, in Mark, the 16th chapter. Whenever Jesus is encouraging his disciples and us to live a victorious Christian life, to live a life of victory, to live a life to where we are, we, we, we are pressing in to the kingdom of God. The Bible says that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven in this world, it is suffering violence. The enemy, the devil, Satan, he is pressing in, trying to keep blessings uh, from you and trying to keep uh, you know, curses coming to you. He does not like you. It says he hates the righteous person. And it's so important that we not lose sight of the fact that God wants us to live a victorious Christian life, but it will take more than us just saying we believe something. We need to do something about what we believe. And so Jesus is is talking to his disciples in Mark, the 16th chapter. And in verse 15, he said, "And, and, and Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, Jesus is, you know, he knows they believe in him and he knows that, that, that they believe in the power of the word of God. They believe in the power of the gospel. But he said, I want you to do something about it. Do you believe that Jesus can save other people? Do you, do, do you believe that? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, uh, since we believe it, 
it, it, it compels us to go and tell people. Because if you believe they go to hell, if they don't get born again, then it compels you to go and tell them the good news that you can be born again. Because, you know, the Romans says that how will they know if somebody doesn't tell them? And if you do tell them, they have a chance to accept Jesus and be born again. So that's what Jesus is trying to get them to do is to shoulder the responsibility of doing some work for him in the earth. Okay? They believe him, but he needs them to do something about what they believe. So in verse 16, he says, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, and he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Now, we've learned uh, basically three things uh, in, in, our, in our study thus far. I'll try to encapsulate them really quickly. Uh, one is that our lives are meant to be an expression of the gospel to others on God's terms. I think we've talked about that uh, enough in the past weeks, but basically we are meant to be an expression of God. Uh, we might be the only Bible that some people ever read, and it's important that we are an expression the scriptures do not say, and thou shalt, you know, if thou art lost, thou shalt read the Bible and thou shalt be saved. It doesn't. He said, we who have been saved are responsible to go and tell the Bible to other people. A second thing is faith is our commitment to God while water baptism is our profession before men. Not, you know, our faith is our commitment to God, which gets us into heaven. And water baptism, like our confession, like the works that we do, they were outward expressions in a public profession of our faith in God. If you believe, for example, that God hears your prayer and that he has the ability to heal our brother Raymond, then why would you not make a public profession in praying for him and in speaking the word of God over him, you know, that, that, that's just what he's saying, that there needs to come this, this, this public confession and profession and an outward expression of what we believe in our heart. He's trying to get us connect, to connect our faith with actions in this life. And he goes, uh, well, a third thing is that signs follow, follow believers. Believers don't follow signs. We don't just go around following, you know, all kinds of um, uh, um, signs and wonders. But signs and wonders should follow us. Okay? We should be seeing some manifestation of God's intervention into our lives and into the lives of those that we are praying for. If I don't see on a, on, on a daily basis, a weekly basis, if I don't see God's evident intervention in the lives of people that we're praying for, in the lives somehow in the community of believers that we're responsible for, if we do not hear good reports, then we should back up and wonder what is going on here. Now, it doesn't mean that we won't have trouble because Jesus said trouble comes to everyone, okay? And it doesn't mean that we won't have tribulation and tragedy because those things, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, happen to all men. Okay? It's evident that we are in a world that is not perfect and we have an arch enemy, the devil who is doing his best to steal and to kill and to destroy. And we are called to stand against him and fight against him. And we should. And if we don't see some evident victories, I believe, for example, that Brother Raymond, him being alive today is an evident miracle. 
It encourages me. I cannot tell you how much it encourages me. I, Brother Robert Benlin, sitting right there, is, is a sign to me that God is a miracle worker. I can't, I can't begin to tell you, uh, you know, little Brinley. You know, I, I, I talked to Lori last week, and just the fact that little Brinley is home, and that is a miracle. And I am grateful to God. And if we cannot look in our life and in our world, if we can't see that some things that we have prayed for have turned out uh, like we hoped, then we should have great concern. You know, we need to, and believe me, you're moving mountains if you're praying in faith. You know, God's using you. It's, it's true. It's real. I met with a man this week who just a few weeks ago could not imagine being free from his addictions. When I spoke to him on June the 7th on the phone and he discovered to me all of his addictions and what he was wrestling and fighting with and how he had lost his job and how he lost everything in life and how, you know, I mean, he's, you know, uh, you know it's when you're, when you're 50, it's kind of late in life to lose everything because of your addictions. You know, when I spoke to him on June the 7th, and prayed with him? You know, it was just one more prayer. But let me tell you something. This week in meeting with him, he has not fallen and failed since June the 7th. I count it a miracle. I don't know about you, but I count it a miracle. You're looking at somebody that was drunk for two solid years of his life, okay? <laughs> I count it a miracle. It's a miracle. God is a miracle worker. And these signs, if you are believing and if you are praying, these signs are following you. You can't turn it off and turn it on. You can't make it happen. You know, God is able to do things that we cannot imagine. And, and we can't, you know, we do not know what he will do, but we know what we are called to do. We are called to not worry about anything and pray about everything to tell God what we want and thank him for anything he does. It's, it's working, folks. Okay? God has a plan that is out of this world. And these signs should be following those who believe. Why? Because those who believe should be doing something about what they believe. One of the things it said in verse 17, and these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Number one, tonight, I'd hope to get through two of them, but we're going to get through one of them probably. Casting out demons, what in the world? Doesn't that sound like something you see back up in the hills? Uh, Brother Perry had been to that church. <laughs> He's a charter member of uh, one of those hill country churches way back up in the middle of nowhere. 
Casting out demons, devils, yeah. In my name, these signs will follow them who believe. In my name, they will have authority over demons and devils and serpents and scorpions and over the enemy, and they will cast them out. That word cast means to force. They will force the devil out of situations, out of circumstances, out of lives, out of minds, out of business deals, out of communities, out of nations. They will force the devil out. They will command. That, that, that word cast means to command. These signs shall follow them to believe. They will be commanding devils to get out of my house, get out of my finances. If they believe it, they will be commanding the devil to get out and stop and desist and quit and leave it alone. It means to expel. It means to drive out. It means to compel. It means to reject. These signs will follow them that believe. They will reject the devil's right to be anywhere in any of their stuff, in any of their family, any of their friends, in their nation. They will will not accept that demons, devils, evil has a right to exist or to be in anything that I'm involved in. They will cast out devils. The word devil means evil spirits who are messengers or ministers of the devil. That's what that word uh, daimonian means, demons. It's the Greek word daimonian. It has nothing to do with diamond, okay? <laughs> daimonian. Uh, someone who's demon-possessed is, I think, daimonitsamite or something. Isn't that funny? I'm so glad we don't sp speak Greek. Uh, I wouldn't want to go to another one. Daimonitsamite. So, demons... Devils, they are real. You know, one time somebody told me, one time a Christian, an evangelical Christian, supposedly, told me that they did not believe in the devil or in hell. I said, well, do you believe in Jesus? Well, yes. Do you believe that he came and died on the cross? Well, yes. I said, well... That's the stupidest thing I ever heard, that God would send his only son to die and save us from something that didn't exist. Why would God send his son to die on a cross to save us for something that did not exist? Devils are real. We don't, they don't, they're kind of socialized and, you know, here in the United States, they're kind of sophisticated. You know, they're kind of, but boy, you go to some of these other countries and they'll jump on you like a wildcat and try to bite you. <laughs> okay? Yeah. They'll try to tear your clothes off. They'll come screaming and spitting at you. Come go with me somewhere to Africa or something. Okay? Well, I tell you what, you won't even need a plane ticket to get home. You'd be walking on water all the way back. <laughs> if I had a little time, I'd tell you about me running from a devil. Scared the devil out of me. <laughs> Woo. Man, that stuff is scary. It's freaky. But, you know, they're kind of sophisticated in the United States. They kind of just, you know. But let me tell you, the devil is doing his best to upset things. I know it's hard to imagine, but I think he's in our politics. Amen. 
instead of, you know, maybe just, just having a Democratic worldview or Republican worldview, you know, there, there needs to be a believer worldview. We need to have believer, Christian politics, a Christian political view, a kingdom political view, okay? Of course, there wouldn't be no channel on TV that you could watch and get that perspective, okay? <laughs> but I think the devil is, is doing his best to confuse people. I think he's even gotten into relationships, some relationship, and, and tries to divide people aggravate, irritate. I think he's even in some of the workplaces. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Well, these evil spirits who are messengers and ministers of the devil, they exist. And these signs will follow them that believe. They will reject their right to be in our government. They won't just accept it. They will reject it. They won't just say that that's just the way it is. They will not accept it. They will command those messengers and ministers of the devil to leave their national government. My goodness. To leave their workplace. Now, don't go up to your boss and say, come out of him, devil. Okay. It may not be the smoothest move, okay? He may just come out, and he may come out with a pink slip. <laughs> okay, well, these signs shall follow them that believe in my name, it says. Literally, God wants people in our sphere of influence. He wants them to receive deliverance from deception, from oppression, from possession, and from those manifestations of evil. You know what evil is. And you know what sin looks like whenever it's released in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an area of town or a community or in a part of a nation or in a situation or a circumstance. You know what evil looks like. Have you ever opened up the door and walked into a dark place? where there's a lot of sin going on and knew for sure that you were in a place that the devil was familiar with and that you shouldn't be there? It's the devil who shouldn't be there. You see, in the name of Jesus, those who believe in the name of Jesus will command, will compel, will force the devil by command to leave these places. Acts the 19th chapter. Oh, I can't, can't get to it. It's already. Well, Ben might preach a little longer, huh? Ben might preach a little longer. Let me see. It's 817, okay? Are you ready? Ooh, no, I can't get to it. Okay. Uh, let me, uh, I don't know what we'll do. We'll have to talk about Acts 19 some other time. But oh, you ought to read it. It is good. Okay? And it talks about uh, the reality of, 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 of Paul casting some devils out in the city of Ephesus. 
Let me tell you, you you speak to him in the name of Jesus. You command him in the name of Jesus. If you're having something in your life that is chronic, just keeps happening over and over and over and there seems to be no rhyme or reason for it, something that's chronic, something that is is just, you know, uh, you do everything you should do and yet it, it happens again and it just doesn't, you know, it just won't, it just don't seem to let you go and leave you alone. If it's chronic, it might be demonic. And maybe what you need to do is apply every remedy that is reasonable and natural and normal. But as well, get on your knees or stand up on your feet and command the devils of hell, every demon to be gone to get out of your body, out of your mind, if you're having trouble with worry, anxiety, fear, frustration, turmoil, you know, if you need medicated, get medicated, but get that devil out of your head too. Hello? (laughs) Oh, this is some good preaching. You know, this is, uh, it's a reality. The devil wants to destroy your life and separate you from family and friends to, to, to make your business and your job a, a, a horrible failure. Don't let him. Okay? Force him, compel him, reject his right to be there. Don't let him start giving you reasons why he has a right to be there. Don't start thinking, well, you know, grandmother was this way and mother was this way and so I am too. No, you don't have to be that way. Well, you don't understand. And no, wait, 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 wait. Maybe you don't understand. These signs follow them to believe in, in my name. They will compel and force and command and reject the devil's right to be there. And they will force the messengers and the ministers of Satan out of my life, out of my finances, out of my friends in the name of Jesus and free them from deception Free them from oppression and possession in the name of Jesus. We have their, and let me tell you, if you believe that, then you need to start acting on it in faith. That's what Jesus was trying to get them to do. He was trying his best to encourage them to go out and try this. Because if he couldn't get them to build a boat, they were going to sink for sure. Amen. 